From the Ram Studio, connected by AT&T, welcome to Between the Horns. It is November 9th, 2016. I am Miles Simmons. I am joined today by DeMarco Farr, and we are here to talk some Rams football. I know we all kind of probably need the distraction, so let's yeah, get to it. That's a coaster, right? Yes, that is you a coaster. You have a drink, I do not. I offered you a this water. This is unfair. Got... This is unfair. <laughs> You're supposed to bring one anyway. Anyway, go ahead. All right. Well, um, let's see where we are right now. You know, the Rams are three and five after Sunday's thirteen to ten loss to the Panthers, yeah. and it, it's kind of been the same story for the last couple of weeks. The Rams' offense has not been able to hold up. Basically, it, it's under the bargain with mm-hmm. the defense playing well. Fun. Uh, you know, um, you're right. It's fun to talk about the defense first, but I mean. I think they could be better, and they're going to have to be. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think what we know now, um, Lance Kendricks is not a big play tight end, and you desperately need one. Um, Case Keenum isn't going to grow overnight. So, I mean, some of the throws that he needs to make uh, in traffic are always going to be tough. And it's not just him. It's any shorter quarterback. Um, the risk is always higher throwing the football. Anything can yeah. happen. Oh, yeah. So, I think that's what we're seeing. But. Uh, you know, this defense is really, really good, uh, and, and that's a plus, and I think it has a chance to be great, but you need help on the other side offensively, or they're just going to have to step it up and start taking the ball away and being that sort of unit if you want to make the postseason. That's where you are. Right, exactly, and you know what? That's one of the things that they've talked about this week. I mean, you brought up the takeaways. We can stay here for a second. Uh, just the fact that they have not gotten the takeaways that they need to get over the last I think what four or five games ever since they beat the Arizona Cardinals and was that that oh, was week four right mm-hmm. so now we are at week ten so and they've played however many games they've lost four in a row so since yeah. in this four game losing streak they've had one takeaway and that not was not good enough <laughs> yes and that's the fumble yeah. that they caused um, against the Giants right there in London I think what was that the Giants like second third play yeah. from scrimmage and then they went on they got the score out of that and then they put, built up that 10-0 lead and since then it just nothing has really gotten going for the defense in terms of takeaways, but also for the offense in terms of just being able to score points consistently. Yeah, and it's tough, man. I mean, having to walk over to that side of the building, the defensive side, and say, hey, you guys need to do more. Right. Um, It's like asking Johnny Hecker to be better. Wait, he's the best there is right now yeah. in the game. So, But uh, that's where you are. I mean, but your, your offense, and, you know, it, it's a shame. And this is what I saw versus Carolina. There's just too many disadvantages uh, or, or advantages you're you're giving up to the defense when you can't run the football. Mm-hmm. Short receiver, short quarterback. Uh, like we said, the uh, you don't have a a first down machine at tight end that's going to help the 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 offense stay on the field. So there's just too many things you're giving up um, with a taller guy um, in the pocket. All you're worried about when you think of protection is probably time. Because vision, you don't have to worry about. Oh, With yeah. shorter guys, you have to worry about time and space. Mm-hmm. So you have to work hard or harder than most just to get the ball off. And that's, you know, passes 1 to 10, 11 to 20. Yeah. Uh, that's stuff bigger guys can do just from the pocket. But the Rams have to do so much just to get the ball down the field that if it's off just by an iota or you don't hit the pass just right, it's tipped, it's picked, it's this, it's that. So uh, the passing game without a running game is, like you said, you're giving up too much to a defense. Yeah, well, I think the other thing you just brought up is absolutely correct. The running game has not gotten going, and that is a really big issue. I mean, and not only that, it's the fact that the Rams are now getting their distribution with run pass. It's been skewed, and part of that is because they've been down in the second half, but I think – 
they just have got to be able to recommit to the run game because if you look at this game against Carolina, Todd Gurley had one carry in the third quarter, two carries in all in the second half, and you know they were down by, what, one, two scores at most pretty much that entire time. So they've got to get back to running the football well and getting Todd Gurley to 20-ish carries, which Jeff Fisher has said this week, but yeah, yeah. They, they've now got to go in out and actually do that. Being stubborn. I like it. I mean, mm -hmm. you, like when we argue, um, even if it's a bad point, I mean, you have to you know, uh, defend your point and, and run right. the football regardless of what you see up front. I get that, but, you know, look, I want to track carries and I want Todd Gurley and the running game. I want more attempts by him by one guy that means you're controlling the clock but if they're just telling you flat no you can't run the ball yeah. by how we're setting up and you're actually slamming your head against a brick wall you're gonna have to throw it I mean you you can't be afraid to throw it in this league I mean that's uh, since the forward pass has been legal you have to use it yes. I mean that's how defense is gonna play you so uh look uh, until you start becoming a better credible or a more credible passing game they're not gonna back off and and if I'm the Jets, I'm going to redouble my efforts to make sure that you can't run the ball mm -hmm. based on what I've seen versus Carolina, versus New York, versus Buffalo, versus this whole four-game losing streak. I'm going to make sure Todd Gurley is an afterthought after halftime. So then how do you combat that as an offense? I mean, you watch football all the time, and I, I, you are my most trusted football sources. So He said if it. It's on tape. <laughs> it's on tape. He said it. Finally. Okay, after uh, years. Yes. Okay, okay. go ahead. Yes, but, but no, I mean, as somebody who yeah. I trust to be a good football mind, yeah. if that's the way they're going to do it, then if you still have a guy like Todd Gurley and you want him to be – the guy who was your 2015 yeah. offensive rookie of the year. How do you, how do you combat it? Well, you might have to go pace. Uh, we saw some uh, some hurry up. We did. Um, yes. Make fatigue effective for defenses. I mean, there's there's funny ways and little tricks you can do to get the ground game going, stealing yards here or there, and then mixing it in with conventional runs where everybody knows you're going to run it and still having success. That demoralizes defenses. Yes. When everybody in the building knows you're about to run it, or Todd Gurley's going to get it, and it goes for six or more. That's demoralizing. But if you're having trouble conventionally, then, like you said, hurry up offenses work. Throwing the ball, running the ball through the air uh, on the <laughs> perimeter is something that you can do. And then you, you come back with a counterpunch with Todd Gurley. So there are ways, and it's been done with other offenses. Right. So it just has to be done here. I mean, it's super critical at this point. Yes. Uh, Four-game losing streak, uh, get to five or six. Usually that doesn't denote playoff team. So Correct. we're getting close. Well, yeah, and I think you know right now in the division you have the Seahawks who are five two and one, and everybody you know you talk about wanting to contend for that division. The division hasn't necessarily run away, but you got to be able to take care of your own business. And I think once you get to five, well, that means if you rip off as many wins as you possibly can in a row, your best bet is eleven and five. Yeah, so right you. Odds are that that's not going to happen just because of the way the league works. Funny question, though. Um, who's the best defense in the NFC West? The best defense in the NFC West. Um, by ratings right now, it's Arizona. And then, but you would pick probably Seattle on any given Sunday I, for what they're doing because their offense is struggling too and look where they are it's been it's been better i it's mean been let's, better. Let, let, right. considering what they did on monday night football i thought they looked like russell wilson might be back and jimmy graham's back and all these different things but yes i i see where you're going okay arizona seattle you didn't pick the rams but head to head on that day rams versus seahawks 
that's absolutely a toss right. Up. It's crazy. That, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but that's division <laughs> yeah. opponents, right? right? I mean, anytime you've had regimes that have been in place as long as the the Seahawks have and the Rams have, and now you know the Cardinals, they're getting up there. And I know it's Chip Kelly's first year in San Fran, so that's a different story. But that's why I think those teams match up so well together. Yeah. It's like Pittsburgh, Baltimore. You never know what's going to happen True. between those two teams because they know each other so well. I think that's why we got the nine to three bludgeoning of those right. two Seattle and Rams fun, teams. It was yeah, fun. Yeah, it was though. fun because yeah, yeah, the Rams won that day. But the Seattle Seahawks can raise their level of play defensively when they need to. Yes, they. Uh, and they do have some of the better players in the league, especially Earl Thomas. He changes a lot. But Absolutely. Uh, that that's what the Rams are going to have to do from this point. Unless, like we said, the offense and that running game gets going, which is also a possibility. But if, if you assume it's going to continue, then the Rams defense is going to have to elevate to another level again yeah. to take the ball away and, like you said, win games on your own. Tough ask, but that's where you are. It is a tough ask. So um, before we get to the defense, and I want to talk more about them, let, let's stick with the offense and talk a little bit about this quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Fisher said that he is sticking with Case Keenum. And, you know, the questions that I get in that, you know, the media has really been asking lately is, okay, so then what's wrong with Jared Goff? Do you think that it has to be that there's something wrong with Jared Goff or that Case Keenum really just is at this point? the best option for them to win. Because wow. that's what Fisher is saying. Um, readiness is is all that, that, that Goff needs right now. And even for guys to go out and have that first-year success, think about this, right? And I was trying to make this point the other day, and it's hard to do in 10 minutes or less, but you think about guys that go out there too soon, get beaten up, and they're never the same, or they recover. But usually when they recover and they, they, they regain that promise they had coming out of college, mm-hmm. it's in a different uniform. Think Sam Bradford. Think Nick Foles. That's think a, Alex Smith. That's a good point. They recover from that beating, or when you have five different coordinators in five years and they're confused, they're helter-skeltered quarterback, they do recover later on if they do. Um, so it takes a while for some guys, for most quarterbacks, it does. to mature in this league. I mean, Dak Prescott is ruining things for a lot of people. <laughs> it is. I mean, but you don't see that often. Right. Blake Bortles is struggling right now. Marcus Mariota is, is throwing picks. Uh, all these guys that got reps early, um, it benefited them, but they're also learning some bad habits, too. It's not mm-hmm. there yet. So the longer you can make Jared Goff wait, the better it's going to be for him and the team in the long run. Yeah. But while you're losing and your starting quarterback is struggling, it looks bad, and it's hard to explain your way out of it. Yeah, it is, and I think that that's a fair point. And, and what I think about Case Keenum right now is that even though things, the optics sometimes aren't great, you know, Case Keenum can make plays that can get you into a ball game, but sometimes he also makes a play that sometimes takes yeah. you out of it. And that's the thing that you have to struggle with with him right now because, you know, that, that pick that Thomas Davis had uh, in that last game against the Panthers, like that's an outstanding interception, mm-hmm. but it's a ball, what Case Keenum said. You know, it probably shouldn't have been thrown there because Todd Gurley was wide open in the flat. And then you've also got a play earlier on in the game where he just overthrows Brian Quick, who made a nice double move down the right sideline. Brian Quick is open. If he gets that play, maybe it's a touchdown, and maybe we're having a totally different show today, you know? True, right. These are, I think, so I'll put it like this. I understand fans' frustration when they say, well, why aren't we seeing Jared Goff? You know, he was the number one overall pick. He was this, he was that. But at the same time, I, I... I also understand why they don't necessarily want to just throw him in there, and it's not a see-what-he-has situation at this point. Readiness is one of these things that it's hard for us on, you know, when we're not in the classroom or whatnot, 
it, it's really hard for us to be able to determine that. And so right. that, to me, is the, the biggest thing. Well, keep extending the losing streak. At, at some point, you can just throw them in. But right. I mean, you're still thinking playoffs right now and what's best for the team. And I'm with you. But here's the thing with quarterbacks. For the most part, you're paying these guys to win games. You are. Yeah. I mean, That's the other part of that equation. So that's the part where it's a man-in-a-mirror scenario. Um, he may not necessarily lose games, but how many games are we actually winning, too, mm -hmm. uh, because of that guy? So, yeah, um, look, you're always looking to improve. Um, when you think of Aaron Donald, undersized guy, but yes. look at his freaking production. An unbelievable. You're winning or you have chances to win yeah. because of guys like that. Right. So uh, you should expect that production from everybody on the field. Um, there's nothing you can't call or do with guys like Donald and Quinn or Ogletree or anybody on defense. Uh, it should be the same on the other side of the football. Mm -hmm. There shouldn't be things you say, hey, we just can't do because of the personnel we have. Sure. You should be able to do everything because it's always going to come up on game day. Right, and I think the way the rules are right now, especially, you know, this is kind of an offensive league, right? The, the offense has just got to be able to step up. Look, right now, the Rams are 32nd in points scored per game. They're only at 16.3 points scored per game. That's not good enough. I mean, Fisher's been saying it they've got to find a way to score more points and i think as we sort of turn it to the defense this is where what you were talking about it's a hard ask but sometimes that that's you have to have the defense do yeah. a little bit more just so that the offense gets the extra possession like and that's getting in takeaways you know so that's why i think they're putting such a heavy focus on it right now because it's a team thing right the, the team is three and five it's not the offense that's three and five it's not the defense that's three and five everybody together collectively is three and five and so if you can have the defense get those takeaways right. do a little bit more then hey that's probably going to help the offense too you should talk to the team before the, before the game on sunday you're fired up i love it am i really you are you're jacked <laughs> i've never seen you this jacked up before i love it let's look how far away we are I'm, I'm kind of intimidated i love it though no but um i was fired up about the fantasy stuff that time no that was that was funny i wish you guys could have been there when you saw the fantasy <laughs> question miles i had to like hold him like don't don't hurt the guy but um when i'm walking down the hall if i'm jeff fisher and i'm asking more out of the defense i'm also stopping by bones fossil's office too yes hey, that's look, the other thing um returns i think you're just about there but you can also dial up the pressure for punts because if you're getting the if you're forcing three and outs and forcing the punter on the field, the opposing punter, yeah. you can also go get it and block that thing. Double thuds, great. They set up touchdowns. What what are double thuds? Blocked punt. Oh. See, we were there. See, double thud. I there you off go. The, I, get, I right. got it once you right. said it. There is nothing, off the foot, off the hand. Yo, there's got nothing it. scarier mm. when you're on punt team. I had to do this as a rookie. Uh -huh. When you hear a double thud, oh, my God. <laughs> I hope it wasn't me. <laughs> Was that my guy? I don't even want to look back. Did they score? <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, it's, it's scary, but... You need stuff like that to spark you. Okay, yeah, exactly. And that's one of the things that the team has been talking about this week, too. Not just asking a little bit more out of the defense, but asking a little bit more out of special teams. And I think when you look at the Jets, well, this... And I don't want to say, like, this is a good matchup because every matchup is every matchup in the NFL, right? right. You know, like any given Sunday, there's a reason why we say that. But the Jets have the second worst turnover margin in the league right now. They're, they're second to only Jacksonville. They've thrown the most picks in the league. They allowed a, a touchdown return on a kickoff mm -hmm. last week, basically to lose that game. And then they also had a punt return that was called back right. due to a penalty. So if there are maybe some opportunities against any team, it might be against this one. Oh, this is going to be fun for both defenses. 
Both quarterbacks, <laughs> what, 26 picks? Yeah, it's yeah. not it, it it's not pretty. This when it comes is gonna to be this numbers. is gonna be fun, fun, fun. Um so the daddy takes the T bird away. Beach you, Boys? You just went there. You lost I went me. there. You lost me. Fun, fun, but fun. this offense is opportunistic like the Rams are, which means you'll be able to get your hands on some. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be opportunity. Matt Forte, good running back. Brandon Marshall is a genetic marvel, and he can do everything, inside, outside, uh, depending on what the scenario is. He can do it all. So that's going to be a good matchup. Glad Tremaine Johnson is back Absolutely for that for big that. body oh, receiver. Yeah. Defensively speaking, um, there's been many ports built on Revis Island as of late, <laughs> but it could still be a tourist trap for the average receiver and quarterback. I'm, I'm serious. It can be if you give if you give <laughs> Revis a lazy route and he can read it, he's going to jump it and he's going to catch it. Tourist trap. I like. Yeah, that. he's got he's a Hall of Famer out there. So yeah. I mean, look, he's clearly lost it, lost a step, but against certain guys, he's still very very good. So you might be playing with just ten. Well, what's interesting is that you know there are times when he can look silly, like um, in the Browns game um, that they played a couple of weeks ago, the Jets. There were times where Terrell Pryor was, you know, he was kind of working Terrell Revis. Yeah. And then after halftime. Which never happens. <laughs> well. Qu- that's a quarterback. Well, I don't care not, what he's done. He's not a quarterback anymore. He, he's a quarterback. He's a wide receiver He's a quarterback now. playing receiver. He's a wide receiver now, Dave. Okay. I've, I've seen enough of his Usually, plays and his highlights. That guy too. is buried on Revis Island. So that tells but you But he wasn't he on Revis right. Island. I mean, he wasn't. It was yeah. like Revis Resort. And then right. it turned into a tourist trap kind of in the second half. Right. Because Revis can make the adjustment. He is the veteran. He yes. knows exactly what he's doing out there. So I think that's a really good point when you're talking about the Jets and their defense and things that they can do. Um, it's going to be tough on the Rams offensively. I mean, because it has been tough on the Rams offensively in general. So even though, you know, the Jets are what they are right. in terms of their record, it's not like this is some walk in the park. No, no. And uh, the things we talked about to help you, like making fatigue, speeding up the offense, going no huddle while you're on the road. So that's going to be even tougher yes. because of the crowd noise. And they can get after you. Wilkerson, they absolutely can Wilker, get after Wilkerson you. can get after you. Sheldon Richardson is a problem. Yeah. He's an absolute problem. So is Leonard Williams. Yeah, just... There, there are problems up and down the board offensively for the Rams, trying mm-hmm. to keep these guys off Case, case Keenum. So we talked about space and time. And, look, if you can't protect, if you don't want your five guys up front protecting that long because, you know, there's a tendency to hold there, then you're going to have to do it off play action. You're going to have to execute perfectly and get the ball down the field. Right. But the only way to make a defense by play action is to? Is to run, run the football. The football. Yeah. So we're right back to where we started. Exactly. Yeah. And the, the issue here is that the, the Jets are now number four in terms of the entire league in stopping the run, right? And then they're also number four in average yards per rushing attempt. So it's not like, oh, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're taking advantage of de- – excuse me. It's not like offenses are taking advantage – of the pass defense right. where they're not running as much, and then that's why their rush numbers are skewed. Like, no, they're just yeah. good at run defense, and a lot of that has to do with the three guys we mentioned, Wilkerson, Richardson, and Williams. All three of those guys are really, really good defenders. Speaking of defensive linemen, do you know Aaron Donald has 27 total tackles and 24 unassisted? I that leads that. all DTs. He's got crazy. more solo tackles than anyone else that puts his hand down. Oh, but, we all, that's, that's normal. We but talk only, about Aaron Donald all the time. But only three assists. I mean, only three assisted tackles. You realize as, how we have switched roles right now? As a matter of fact, <laughs> the Rams have the fewest assisted tackles of any team in the league. Really? They're great tacklers. Huh. They're great. 
and that is very hard. Baron, yeah. they're great it solo doesn't, tacklers. It doesn't surprise yeah. me when you say this, but uh, just based on, you know, I mean, we watch this every week. Ogletree will go up there and he'll hit you. Mark Barron, he will go up there and he will hit yeah. you. He make sure that you don't get past him. And I think the Rams have really good tackling corners as well in Trumaine Johnson, EJ Gaines. So it's not like... It's not like they're they're making these hits and then they're waiting for other guys yeah. to like rally around. Sometimes you need to do that if you've got a big back or a really big tight end, but it totally makes sense that they're getting those kinds of production. And they're giving up less than 100 yard rushing and they've only yeah. given up one big play pass play touchdown yeah. all season. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's good basically without help of an offense. Right. Imagine what they could do if you were scoring 25 points a game. Right. Well, the other thing, and Fisher brought this up too, and I think this is a fair criticism. The one thing that the, the, the defense really can also step up is their production on third down, um, because right now they are 23rd in that category. I think mm -hmm. they're giving away nearly 42% of third down opportunities. That's something that if you bring that down back into I don't know, mid to low 30s, that really does actually yeah. help your offense. More punt returns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, more punt returns. Gives Tavon more opportunities, yeah. gives the offense more opportunities. You know, if you're running Todd Gurley, gives him more opportunities to find a little crease and right. then bust one off. So, We're not quitting, though, right? Yeah. You got a long way to go. Don't no, quit on me, Miles. I'm not quitting. Don't quit on me. I'm, I'm, not I'm starting to see the gray form, man. The gray. I'm starting to see gray hair form. Oh, Come on now. I do. <laughs> Look forward so to like... Sunday. It's all good. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I mean, like, I have their gray, like, sporadic gray hairs on my head. Yeah. Which makes me feel old. I'm football like, will do that to you. I it's don't know, fun. It's, football is just life. Football will do that to you. <laughs> Enjoy it. This will never change. 100 by 53. See, it's always fun. 100 by 53. It will never change. 10 like yards it. is always a first down. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's what makes me happy in this thing. <laughs> so what are, some of, what are some of the other things that, that you'd like to see this week, just, just from the Rams generally? Well, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to find a way to run the football. Right. Um, it would be nice to see Todd Gurley pace an offense, pace the game, take over yeah. the game. Um, I think he's the only guy that's equipped to do that right now on this football team when you think about it. Um, Probably, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that could really, really dominate the game for four quarters yeah. and win it. Yeah. Um, I, I think we've seen Case Keenum do it in Detroit and came up short just a little bit. But yeah, he did. It wasn't, it wasn't all on him there. So that would be nice uh, to give the defense, that act, uh, a, a chance to be – co-stars in a yeah, game yeah. and not put on front street all the time. So uh, we'll see if they can get that done. But going up to New York, um, there's a lot of things that need to get worked out here in Los Angeles. But the New York Jets have their problems, too, and more off-the-field stuff yeah. that they're dealing with. So, look, this is another winnable game. For both teams. It is. So whoever makes the fewest mistakes is going to come out on top. Yeah. So well, as we um, talk about the, as we record this, I should say, it is Wednesday. We're about 2 p.m. Pacific. So we know a little bit about the Jets injury situation with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He was practicing today. That's Wednesday. So he was limited in the session. So apparently he did some things in the individual drills that the media was able to watch. The New York media reported that. Uh, Todd Bowl said after practice that he's not sure whether or not Fitzpatrick will be able to play. Play. He's like, no at this time or what have you. But then Fitzpatrick was speaking in the locker room and he said that he is confident that he's going to be able to play or something like that. So I, I think yesterday when you know when we we're talking to some of the guys in the locker room, they said that they expect Fitzpatrick to be out there and it seems like that is actually going to be the case. He's got a knee, right? Yes, it's okay. a knee. I, wo I wonder how his week is going right now when he's watching Cam Newton, the most mobile quarterback in the league, just getting beat. By yeah. the Rams, getting hit hard, yeah. and you've got a bad knee. So that's that's going to factor in. I think the the O-lines 
when when you look at talent wise because the Jets have had some mix and match problems, some continuity mm-hmm. problems on the O line. So I think the O lines between Carolina and and New York are similar. So. Uh, with the exception of crowd noise, which is going to help pass rushers, mm-hmm. I think you're going to see the same advantages out of Quinn and out of yeah. Donald. Yeah. So um, th- they're going to get pressure on on Fitz, Fitzpatrick. He's yeah. going to get hit. So yeah. expect that ball to come out fast. So yes. we talked about tackling. That's going to be huge. Yeah. No yards after catch. Make them go the entire way, and then you can force them to punt, and then you've got a chance. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about New York because it is a city that is very near and dear to my heart, even though... Like, Why? I went to school oh, there. Oh, I forgot about that. What are you talking about? I keep forgetting <laughs> about that, yeah. You always forget. I forget that, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So I went to Columbia. No, I went yeah. I went to Columbia. I spent four really, really awesome years in New York, and I am i don't get back there as much as I would probably want to. Yeah? But, you know, I'm very excited to go there, even though that we are staying in New Jersey. But, you know, we're staying, like, right across the – we're, like, literally right across the river, apparently, yeah. on the Hudson. So, like, I'm really excited about that. Do I get to meet the, your college friends? We get to go out and, like, you know, drink, have fun? Maybe, no? yeah. No? I think so. You're going to hide me, huh? I'm yeah, not yeah. necessarily. Only I use me for my football not... <laughs> knowledge. I don't get to meet the friends. It's kind of hard to hide you whenever you go somewhere. Is that a fat joke? No, Look it's not you. a fat joke. No. It's a, like, but you're excited to you're go back. You're a large human joke. You're excited, you're excited to go back. Yeah, I am um, excited. Anybody coming to the game? You got people coming? Friends no. coming? No. No? I gotta, I gotta work. Are they excited to have you back in New York? Or uh, maybe. No. You got any parking tickets? <laughs> Outstanding parking tickets? Who has a parking ticket in New York? Do you owe any rent? No, no, no. <laughs> he no. had to think about it. No, because I didn't live, th- I mean, like, I didn't live there as, like, oh. a human. I lived there as a college student. Oh, you have any bar tabs? No. Oh, no, okay. No, Just no, making no. sure. No, Just, no, no, no. It's going to be good. Where are we going to go? Um, I don't know. Yeah, you that's a good question. Yeah. So because we're wanna, we want to start doing this We're going thing. to. Yeah. We're, yeah. Um, and I guess we couldn't tell the audience this, that you know, where we are going to try to go to a landmark um, in different cities, and we're going to just kind of talk ball. So yeah. that is something that we should probably I, discuss. We can talk about it right now. Why I vote we? ground zero. Really? I vote ground zero. Why? Why not? I mean, it's right there, basically, Let's where go. we are. Yeah. I definitely want to go there. And yeah, as long as I live there, it's pretty crazy that I, I never went. And it's it's sort of a regret, and it's... Also, was one of those things where I just I know I'm gonna be very you know very sad emotional to go, yeah yeah it's gonna make me very emotional. I think we need to go see that right now yeah especially right now yeah yeah I think so yeah kind of push the reset button a yeah, little bit yeah exactly yeah. um have you been to New York before how many times have you been to New York I'm sure you've been to New York duh you probably played there <laughs> he's like <laughs> looking at me like I'm crazy because I, I've I been to New York myself. once or twice in my life yeah <laughs> what yeah. do you think of New York Are you I a love New York, New York. Guy? Uh, no, I'm not a New York guy. Of course you're not, because you're a Kelly guy. Yeah, I'm more <laughs> spread out, man. I'm more laid back. Um, but if you want to go feel small, and, and, and I don't want to say insignificant, but um, head to New York. There's just thousands and thousands of people yeah. on top of people, and it's just really, really fascinating to watch. What do you? Th- what makes it so fascinating for you? Just the people. I mean, like, um, I, it was a movie, maybe, I heard, but it's it's true. Like, in California... No one touches anyone. Like when you walk by huh, yeah. in New York, it's different, man. It's it's real. Well, you got you get on the subway, and you know it's rush hour traffic. Like you're like packed in like sardines. Yeah. Sometimes it's very uncomfortable. Yeah, but I mean it's 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 a different way of life. So I mean, it's something I like to go visit. It's just not something I'd want to call my home. So. <laughs> And vice versa. I'm sure the same. When they get out here, it's the same way. I want to visit and go home. You know, it's so interesting. And, you know, I'm not really a New Yorker. New Yorkers, New York, real New Yorkers would say, like, you're not a real New Yorker. You lived here for four years. Get out of here. Like, because I'm from Cleveland and whatnot. But, like, 
I it was a place where you know being there for college like it felt like home to me so it's very interesting because you know you talk to different people who are from New York and then they come out here or people from LA and then they go there and it's like man like this is weird and like yeah, yeah. people from both places kind of say the same thing about it right it, um when it comes to sports I love those conversations when we get oh, to like hip hop that's when I have to leave <laughs> that's when I have to leave okay just, we're gonna leave it at that okay okay that's fine just saying. I mean, like, that's not, it's not. <laughs> when we my, get to rap music, not, wait a minute. It's not my strong suit okay. anyway. I mean, I like Jay Z. You start talking right. about the greatest rapper alive, wait a minute, okay? Well, but the, what about the greatest rapper? Just saying. The greatest you know? rapper who's dead is Tupac, right? So he's going to get to start it again. We're going to New York, man. Don't bring me Well, that no, up. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. saying I don't have this conversation. Tupac is alive, right? I don't have these conversations. <laughs> Makes me upset. See? Look at me. He's waving Stop a it. piece of paper so that it fans himself yes. for everybody who's not Hot. actually watching this, but who's thank you. listening to this on the podcast. Let's go to practice. Yeah, let's do it. All right, guys. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Between the Horns. Um, for DeMarco Farr, for my producer, Josh, I am Miles Simmons. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week, wherever you may be in football. Rabbit.